Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Force Center Presents Databank Dive. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. 
I'm Kat Napsok. We are so happy to be with all of you here for this fast, fun, paced, fast, fun, no, fun, paced, fast show. No, uh, this is uh, our show in which we sit down and in a fun way and a fast way, look at the wild, wondrous, and sometimes weird parts of Star Wars. We're going to pull something for the databanks and talk about it. We also want to let you know that it, uh, if you love what you hear here or been loving this uh, databank, uh, bra- databank dive, uh, inspired by databank brawl in the past uh we had a full season on the companion which is a great sci-fi uh fantasy content app you can check that out there joseph i'm so excited to get what we're talking about today i just threw a bunch of words into a blender and poured it out onto the microphone look i think everything that you said made sense uh we're very excited about the two f's uh that are in this podcast uh, <laughs> Thank you all for listening to a double F podcast. That sounds dirty, but it isn't. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about something that is uh, physically dirty at times in its mm-hmm. career in Star Wars. We are very excited this episode to discuss Grogu's hovering pram. Bum, bum, bum. This is great. This is great. It's great. Uh, the, the, there's, uh, the pram goes through a lot and there's a lot to talk about. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, we're going to go to some basic info. We always go to the databank page of StarWars.com and see if the thing we're talking about has an entry. And the pram indeed does. Here's what uh, the StarWars.com databank has to say about Grogu's hovering pram. A hovering pram serves many functions, whether shielding a youngster with a special screen, protecting it from prying eyes and the atrocities of the world beyond, or coasting (laughs) peacefully to the next destination, the device is a valuable tool for guardians with children too young to protect themselves. (laughs) All right, let's just, uh, let's talk about this entry a little bit, because one of the things we love about these database entries is they all have a slightly different vibe. Uh, I think this is the first one that I've read that sounds like it was written by the manufacturer to be in a catalog. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. What I love about it is you, you, you are uh, sitting up for these databanks. If you're writing them there at Lucasfilm and you are, sometimes you got to describe the object in general, but I think this is one where you're looking at what happens with it and you're using that in the, 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 the brochure catalog description, the, the atrocities to hide them uh, from the atrocities, the world beyond. I don't know if the makers of the pram had that in mind, but it's a good positive byproduct of having one of them. <laughs> And I love that being in the description. It's real practical. It's really funny to me because just watching in the show, you feel like, oh, well, this is designed for, you know, a a youngling of some kind. And, you know, maybe you're somewhere loud and the youngling is sleeping and you just want to, like, close the lid and give him a little break. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, But the idea that almost like manufacturers would advertise that that's like the second bullet point down, you know, like (laughs) I hear like upbeat, poppy music. You're watching a commercial and like the hovering pram can do it all, whether shielding a youngster with a special screen or protecting it from the atrocities of the world beyond. (laughs) it's just this really funny contrast with the rest of the tone yeah imagine like an old school kenner commercial right like pram can hide kids from atrocities batteries (laughs) are you tired of carrying your youngster is your youngster getting too heavy are they also seeing atrocities in the world beyond (laughs) well we have the answer (laughs) (laughs) love that that's a great description yeah, it's a great one. Uh, and then there's uh, more detail, of course, on good old Wikipedia. Here's what Wikipedia has to say about Grogu's prams multiple. The hovering pram was a hovering device used to carry Grogu. So far, it makes a lot of sense. 
<laughs> Dinjarin found it carrying Grogu on Arvala 7 and continued to use it to transport Grogu until handing him over to the client. When Jaren returned to rescue Grogu, he found the capsule discarded in a dumpster. Returning to Arvala 7 to recruit Quill, Jaren used a hover crate to transport the child. On board the Razorcrest, Jaren asked Quill to pad the container so Grogu could sleep better. Aww. Mm. But the Ugnaught offered instead to fabricate a better hovering pram himself. Quill's version retained the egg shape enclosing cover of Grogu's original capsule, but was fashioned out of metal. Jaren used Quill's capsule to transport Grogu until it was ripped open by Casca Reeves so she could retrieve Grogu after saving him from a mama core. <laughs> so that's a great track mm. of all the different prams he has i also just felt feel like i just like took some sort of like test like can you pronounce all these words in this sequence <laughs> better you than me um that's beautiful you know what because going into this episode i gotta tell you if, if i was in a trivia contest i would have uh answered the question how many prams with oh one he only had one <laughs> No, three, three, that's, that's, right? That's crazy. Yeah, because I so yeah, and, and like, yeah, maybe two and a half. Like, uh, he yeah, has a, a factory fair. pram. Uh, mm. we assume so. It came from a manufacturer, and then he has a crate for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I do remember Quill making him a, a better one. And then I love that this is a part of the legacy of the show, The Mandalorian. Of like, you'll have these big, beautiful scenes of uh, characters uh, making or rebuilding something, and what it means to them emotionally. And then like two episodes later, nah, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on that, uh, that Wikipedia entry, any other revelations? It makes me think of when we, you know, we go uh, to Arvala seven uh, where Din finds him. You're, you're right. The pram is there. It's part of that now iconic and famous shot, beautiful shot. The fingers touching the pram is there. And a lot of people, I even saw this kind of come up today, I think in our uh, Force Center Discord, just people wondering, hey, do we ever really find out? Or is that a big part of the story we don't know yet of how he even got there, him being Grogu uh, and, and into those, uh, the the uh, bounty hunters there uh, and uh, the, the gang there. Um, you know, we yes, yeah, so obviously it's a big gap in the story so far that we might one day find out. But I, I wonder if the pram came with him or... <laughs> Was it the gang? It was like, well, I don't know. What do we do? Uh, well, uh, there's a valuable tool for guardians with children too young to protect themselves. Maybe we get one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go to the town. Go to town and get a pram. Yeah. No, he, he has such a connection to it. And it is the kind of audience perspective, right, that uh, mm. we associate him with it because that was the introduction. I am currently, as we record, wearing sweatpants that have a picture of Grogu in the pram. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it's around uh, mm -hmm. literally physically my body right now. Uh, so audience perspective, it makes sense to associate with him. But there's something about his like sort of comfort in it that it mm. feels like he's been with it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I like, the, yeah. Ooh, maybe maybe it's a Jedi design. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe it's a Jedi pram. <laughs> or maybe he's had so many prams, and when we inevitably see uh, the moment uh, mm. where he is rescued, uh, yeah. oh, I'd have to take a closer look at that flashback to Order 66. He might be in a Jedi pram. Oh, that's a good, oh, my gosh, you're right. Oh, you're okay. right. Well, this is just another Grogu action figure I'm going to have to buy then. Grogu with Order 66 Pram. <laughs> Order 66 Pram. 
Uh, disturbing. Mm. All right, let's uh, let's get into really discussing this. How would you physically describe Grogu's hovering pram for people who are maybe like not pulling mm. it to mind, or uh, we often end up kind of describing our emotions here as well. So yeah. feel free to go go that direction. But physically, what is Grogu's pram? Yeah, it is a pain pill filled with pillows. <laughs> um, so imagine a little, uh, you know, a, a pill that you have to swallow. Maybe you break up and uh, like I do with my chihuahuas, I break up the pill and put the powder on the dog food. It's that, but it's filled with pillows. It is a little floating orb. Um, this one, uh, you know, gray slash dirty white, like you said, it, it's definitely seen some damage. I'd love to see a pram uh, hunt off the uh, assembly line, the bold, bright colors on it. <laughs> Uh, and it just floats. Uh, and of course, this is fits if you you know who Grogu is, of course. And, and he's a small, diminutive, uh, but powerful little uh, soul in this galaxy. So the pram's kind of sized to him. It makes me wonder if there's, uh, you know, uh, different sized prams that fit the, uh, the, the child of uh, that you have, the actual size and shape. Uh, maybe there's one that fits Opa, a little baby Oporensis. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's my yeah. introduction there. Oh, yeah. No, I like that because Grogu is, yeah, diminutive. Uh, so, yeah, you have a, a species like I'm, I want to think a Duaten, uh, mm -hmm. really big species. Like, yeah, do they do they have much larger prams? Yeah, I, I yeah. think uh, what I, the main thing I think of is like, uh, this is like one of those chocolate Kinder eggs with the toy inside, but the toy is an actual baby. It's a Love Grogu that. in there. <laughs> it's a great, that's a great description. Yes. <laughs> Uh, some of the other things that I, that I, uh, think about it, uh, physically, um, it, with that lid, it does have a sensory deprivation tank vibe. Like it, it mm. I, I like mm. it, but it also gives me this little bit of anxiety. Like that if I ever uh, tried a sensory deprivation tank, that they'd be like, <laughs> it actually floats like Grogu's pram. Oh, you're yeah. just out of here. <laughs> that's yeah. No, that's a great question. Cause I, I don't, um. I don't, my mother is very claustrophobic, so I probably got a little bit of that. I don't have a ton of it, but there's certain situations where it really kicks up. And uh, one was stuck on an Amtrak train bunk, <laughs> and the other <laughs> one might be a pram. I don't know if that would comfort me at all. I think that would be – I know I, I might have the control to open it up, but that wouldn't be comforting for me. But I guess it is uh, for Grogu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think – that, yeah, there's definitely uh, there's definitely some questions about that. I think the other thing physically for me is it's not about physically resembling. It's more about the energy resembling. Uh, there's so much grocery cart energy to the way that Grogu can <laughs> kind of put his hands right on the front and kind of lean out. <laughs> It's just like when I would, uh, you know, finish the candy bar before my mom went to the register. She'd have, oh, I'm pleased. She put the wrapper on, charges for that too. He ate it while he was in the pram, in the, in the cart, in the cart pram. Did, did you, as a, as a youngin, did you ride in that little grocery cart space that's uh, for the kids up front with your legs sticking out in between the oh. wires? Oh yeah, absolutely. I have memories of my mom, uh, you know. And I was this uh, thin, uh, kind of a thin, thinly built kid, believe it or not, if you see pictures of me now, I've got my dad's <laughs> bulkier frame. But uh, my, I remember my mom struggling to get me in it because <laughs> yeah, she also, I, you know, I'm a child of the 70s. So um, she had one of those bicycles that was like a three wheel bicycle with a basket in the back. And I just that would be my <laughs> Grogu pram. <laughs> that is a total. Hey, yeah, absolutely. A little a little bicycle <laughs> basket. Yeah, yeah, I just suddenly had one of those moments of like. 
Oh, yeah. Remember how you used to stick your legs through metal bars? Uh, but uh, I remember it just being like two two holes for the legs and like <laughs> metal uh, in your crotch. And like, yeah. and then you'd ride in the front of the grocery cart. And I suddenly had one of those moments of like, that's real, right? That's I didn't real. make that up that that happened to me. That that happens, right? <laughs> this episode has taken you and I to some like deep-seated uh, therapy where we're like recalling memories of being pushed around. For me, it was in a lucky <laughs> brand grocery store. Uh, just uh, being little Grogu in the in the grocery cart. Yeah, I was rolling in the red owl. I was uh, good days, <laughs> good days back then. Able to grab things, grab things. Uh, let's talk about the magic of the pram. What does it bring to or add to the Star Wars galaxy? I tell you something. It is genius. It is absolutely genius. Uh, it is. Uh, it is so practical, both in story in the in the galaxy. Right. It uh, there's clearly babies in the galaxies. What's it easy to get a, get away get get them around? It's a pram, and it would float because we're in Star Wars world. So it works on that level. It works on on the, I call it kind of the three PO in a sack on Chewie's back level where, well, we got this droid. It's hard to get Tony Daniels around fast. Uh, what, what are we going to do? Uh, you know what? He's in a, he's in a backpack and that's how we're going to get around Bespin quick. And it kind of works that way too, where you're like, cool, you got this wonderful thing. Din, Grogu, this story, uh, you know, lone wolf and cub. Uh, how do we move that, uh, move it all around fast, a floating pram. So it, it's, it's just genius in it's simplicity. It's, it's so of Star Wars. There's just a lot of wonder to it. It is so sci-fi in its own way, but also in this galaxy, that is what you would have a floating pram. Yeah. I think that's it is like, it's a pram. It's a real thing, right? But it's mm-hmm. the space fantasy version. So it's this great sweet spot of star Wars where it makes complete sense. Yeah. But also feels like weird and fantastic at the same time. The way like the millennium Falcon is like the most thrilling, bizarre, exotic ship, but also like, eh, it's an old clunker. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know exactly what it is. And yet it's also fantastic. Totally. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then I think once you get into kind of the storytelling of it, there's this weird tension that, that you and I have already wandered into that it feels both really secure and comforting and safe and totally vulnerable. Right. Um, yes. I think the fact that like, OK, you can shut the door, but is that safe to not know what's going on? Who, who's pushing you and where you're going? Mm-hmm. How much control do you have over it? I think I was really affected by, you know, like obviously it, it you know, has some level of directional control but it's also got that like kind of floaty energy like it's got this bumper cart vibe like it means to go that direction but then it'll also just kind of float a little bit like those yeah moments where din wants to get it out of a fight and you give it a kick and it just kind of floats <laughs> yeah yeah it's so, so you touch on something that's really uh really wanted just this inherent danger to the pram while also being completely safe I, there's so many times especially watching mando with, with uh grace like she has such great reactions sometimes to when like the pram is there and she's like, go, go, you, don't you touch Grogu. Like, you know, it's got to be pushed away or float away or he brings it over to safety, you know, with a press of the button and it, and it, and it really, it really uh, heightens the danger while also being what you need to be a safe place. Yeah. And I think that maybe that's it too. I forgot about, you're right. He does have like the, the parent button to <laughs> the parent <laughs> He's got the remote button. control built into his armor. And I think there's that thing about like, uh, once you're an adult, you sometimes kind of long for those moments of feeling 
you know, safe mm-hmm. and secure. But then you also, at least for me, it's like, but I don't want to lose my agency. So there's this part of me is like, oh, it feels so nice to uh, yeah. just be nice to float in a hovering pram. I can close it if I want. And then the idea that somebody else has a remote control that would just hit a button, go, go over there. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. Um, yeah. I also think it's got this, the pram has this great tip of the iceberg vibe that I so value in Star Wars, where you totally understand what it is. You understand its function in the story. Mm. But it invites all these other fun questions that aren't pertinent to be answered in the story. So, uh, like, mm. you see that pram and you go, like, are they rare? Is that weird to right. encounter? Or is this, like, totally normal if we spent more time with infants in Star Wars? And then you go, like, are they rare because they're expensive? And, like, are they a cross-cultural thing? Or do they only appear in certain mm. cultures? Uh, do any cultures have races with them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. No, that's great. No, I, I, it's something that's obviously so unique to to Grogu and the story of the Mandalorian right now. So, and I want it to kind of remain that way. There's some magic there. But you're right. I would love, and I don't need it to be like spotlight on it. Look a pram, but like I would love it to show some show up someplace else in Star Wars. I, yeah. I think they would be great. Like another kid, not Grogu, but like another kid, another pram. Yeah, I would like love to see some story about uh, an entitled uh, little uh, rich kid in like the super <laughs> fancy pram. Yeah. <laughs> Since Grogu yeah. is clearly in the tradition of a, a lived in universe. That's a lived in pram. There are smells in there, you know? Yeah. 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 George Lucas approved. <laughs> lived in pram. Lived in pram. <laughs> lived in hovering pram. Uh, should Grogu's pram, we talked about safety. So in that spirit, should Grogu's hovering pram have been kitted out with an arsenal of weaponry? This is a fair point. It's a great question. Um, Maybe I think by season two, not that Din lives his life in seasons where he's like, oh, we're getting ready for a new season. But I think maybe he could have done something there and make it, you know, made it less of a pram and more of a battle pod. Uh, That makes some sense to me. Uh, I'm just when you say battle pod, I get this image of just uh, Grogu with two joysticks and there's blasters on the front and he's just firing yes. away. Yes, <laughs> like like the the shield, like the front, it can still close, but it's it it can be transparent. It's like a little cockpit, like a little mm. floating cockpit with some weaponry on it. Maybe some S foils come out. I don't know. My my thing about this is uh, there's so many times during Mandalorian season one and two where you know what I'm talking about, where you're just like be be a better dad did like you, you you're you're leaving this kid out in the out in the cold here like what are you doing he can't and, and plus he gets out and walks you know you're you're just come on you got to get a better hand better handle on this so i think by the time we see him in season two you know this is the start of that grimorian guard fight where you and i love that moment of mm-hmm. grogu so used to his dad's uh violence by now he knows it's coming so he presses the button and hides great moment great use of the pram wonderful moment but Din knows I'm get, I get into some hairy situations. I got to give the kid a fighting chance. Uh, let me put some uh, missiles. Let me put some whistling birds on the pram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think it probably it's one of those conversations that maybe happened off screen because I feel like Pelimoto is the first person who just like, you're his dad and you're only OK at it. <laughs> there are some <laughs> basics. Um, I feel like there could be like a cut scene where Pelimoto is like, you know, your whole culture is weapons. Your your body is a walking arsenal. Right. You ever think of putting any of those on the kids' ride? Totally. <laughs> Didn't oh, be like, God. oh, uh, no. 
Yes, absolutely. I absolutely think that's what she, she, she'd be like, hey, you know, you could put some rockets on here. My ex-boyfriend Tika knows how to do it. He'll come by. He'll come by. <laughs> and yes, I am uh, submitting the, in, in my head canon that Tika was the Java. So I know that's been discussed before. Amazing. Yeah, that's gonna we're gonna have to have a debate show about that one. Did Tika <laughs> debate Pelimoto connections between Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Mandalorian? Uh yeah, I mean I, I think there's so much it, it's like definitely a fun thing to like think about, to joke about, to think about Din's relationship to weapons and to his culture yeah. that she's not shy about talking about. Uh but then there's also that storytelling thing about what is Groku's relationship to violence and how much Din mm-hmm. is exposing him to it and like would putting two just big bleeping blasters at the front be the, <laughs> yeah. the right parenting decision. So where my mind goes is like, uh, that pram should be loaded with defensive weaponry. Like this should be like, mm. you know, James Bond's car, particularly in like Tomorrow Never Ooh. Dies, where like you touch it and you get a shock, right? <laughs> no Ooh. blaster can get through the armor. Uh, it has the loudest, coolest, most exotic car alarm honk in the galaxy. Yeah. Just ear-shattering car alarm honk. If anybody messes with it, you know. Mm, I love I love the Bond uh, connection there. Q would be proud. It's it, this is a little Aston Martin waiting for some uh, ejector seats here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, tons of tons of great defense. Lots of shocking. Lots of pirates getting <laughs> shocked. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, so since losing his third pram, uh, Grogu has just been riding in Din's shoulder bag as well as wobbling around on his own two precious little feet, uh, <laughs> being taught how to jump higher by Luke Skywalker. Is it time for Grogu to to leave the pram behind. Will the pram return or ha- has that uh, been a part of our introduction to Grogu and he's growing up now? Sadly, this is tough to say. Sadly, yes, it, it, it's time for the, the pram to die as Luke Skywalker would have said in the last Jedi if he was talking about prams. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I think uh, we, we um, you, me and other Star Wars fans and podcasters have talked about this, but you know, one day you preteen Grogu's going to be around. One day he's going to be a little older if the story carries uh, out and, you know, his fate's, uh, you know, still to be determined in the long, in the long run of the Star Wars story. But uh, there's going to be that awkward season of the sitcom where his Grogu's voice is cracking and we actually maybe hear his words and his voice and his, and, uh, his thoughts. So I think all of it kind of makes sense. And the pram must be a thing of the past. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And there's a part of me that does just want to see different variations of it, but I feel like it is a means of storytelling. I'd almost Mm. rather see the pram other places, other ways. Uh, But I kind of love this idea that, you know, Grogu's really evolving. I think we see that in Book Mm -hmm. of Boba Fett that he is, he he makes his choice to go back with Din, but he is affected by his training, the way he uh, calms that rancor. So it it, it makes me kind of fascinated with the pram that is there this, like part of this that like even with whatever his weird species is you're not really supposed to be in that pram at 50 (laughs) no no you know is a part of the story like that's a little bit of you know he's not getting out in the world you know the dark side of that uh, being held back from the atrocities of the world of like you should be out there wobbling on your own feet you know how to force hop now you can keep up (laughs) so i love the idea that maybe grogu has, you know, in this dark time before Din found him, in between being rescued from the Jedi Temple and what it just describes as, he's got some dark memories there. Uh, Doesn't want to think about him, doesn't want to talk about him. And then you rescue him. And, like, the pram's kind of like, it's cute, but it's a symbol of that, of, like, I didn't grow, I didn't change, I didn't evolve, I just survived. And now Mm -hmm. he's growing, he's changing, he's force hopping, to the point where could we see a great comedy scene where Din gets him a new pram, and tries to uh, put Grogu in it, and Grogu just throws a force fit. <laughs> just, like, yes. grabs the edges with all limbs, like, no, no, not going back. Uh, force <laughs> throws the pram into the distance. Just, no, time I, for Grogu I, to evolve. 
I absolutely agree with you. I, I could almost see something like this happening. I've, I've, they've been reunited and Grogu's made this big decision. And, and there's a little bit of um, the dad saying, great, here's your here's your ta- toys. And, and, and the kid saying, no, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I, I think that's 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 wonderful. And I love the the force tantrum like maybe he throws against maybe maybe Grogu crumbles it almost in a, like he taps too much into his anger there's a lesson there to learn there's a lot there yeah or <laughs> probably he would just like use the force to push it away it, yeah. slowly it, it, play that game where like Din walks towards it he pushes it farther away <laughs> yeah and then and Din keeps pressing the uh, as he said the parent button and pulling it close and then Grogu yep. pushes away yeah yep he pushes against those parental controls uh, mm-hmm. so you mentioned this but I'm very curious any other thoughts of what other Star Wars characters you would like to see as oh. babies floating around in a hovering pram the easy answer is uh, a what I'm calling a gaggle of walk walklings. I forget what Ewoks oh. as a group are called. I actually tried to look it up this morning over breakfast and uh, I, I got distracted by looking at the life and times of Chief <laughs> Chirpa. Um, but yeah, I'll just put a bunch of walklings, like like three or four of them in, a, in in some prams, like a little pram squad of of uh, walklings going around defending Bright Tree Village. Oh, that is pretty great. Would they have little uh, cute little uh, training uh, spears? Yeah, little little training spears and then uh some slings, little baby walking swings so they you know they they sneak up on you. Like uh, four of them, it's like a it's like a little biker gang. They come hovering in like like they're Jetsons and then the 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 prams open up and then they're like oh with the the the, the slings and uh slinging rocks at you. Ooh, I like that a lot. That would be absolutely great uh <laughs> to, to have them. could could they float up the trees? Oh yeah, that's a good that's a good point. There's probably some limitation on it, right? Otherwise, you could just take it up into space. But uh, you know, no hyperdrives on them. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think the 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 Rebel Alliance has given the, the Ewoks some high powered prams to help them around Bright Street Village, <laughs> up and down. Yeah. Oh, I like that very, very much. That's very kind. Uh, I would like to see baby Jedi Master Yarl Poof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the Jedi with the tall neck and the wobbly head. Uh, I think it'd just be very cute to have the pram open, and then for a second you don't know who's in it, and then this uh, cute yeah. baby head on a tall neck pops up, and you're like, "How does that even fit in there?" <laughs> it's all curled up. He unfurls it. Mm-hmm. The unfurled mm-hmm. neck of Yarl Poof, and then uh, the one I really want to see is uh, there's something since Grogu is so lovable. I kind of want to see a troublemaker just being a little jerk in a pram and my mind went to uh greedo i want to see greedo little baby greedo starting fights that he shouldn't in his pram just (laughs) ramming people with it and show us that you know greedo's always had bad judgment yeah going for the ankles oh i love that there i I was gonna say it (laughs) the, the question is specifically to babies floating around in the pram as it should be but i want to adapt the technology and in mando season three I want to see uh, Babu Frick show up in a battle pram. Oh, what a battle pram. That Mm -hmm. is perfect. Yeah, because he can kit one out like nobody's business. Everything we talked about and more, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You think it's a pram and suddenly like legs and arms uh, uh, pop out and it's a Mecha Babu Frick? (laughs) Yeah, Mecha Mecha Frick. Mecha Frick. (laughs) It sounds uh, also dirty. Anyway. Uh, we always like to conclude by making it very, very personal to ourselves. And I think the big question, Ken, hanging over mm-hmm. this entire episode of Databank Dive is, do you want an adult-sized pram to hover in? 
I, I do. I felt I had one for years. I used to drive a 1991 Plymouth Colt, which was about the size of Grogu's pram and felt like one when I was uh, driving around and it rattling around the LA freeways. So I feel as though uh, I've done that. But yes, um, I would absolutely want one now. Um, I, I think it would be convenient. I think it would be uh, relaxing. And where would I go? I, I mean, I... I am proficient in driving around golf carts. I've even gone through a Del Taco uh, drive-thru with a golf cart at two in the morning. So I would take my (laughs) pram all around the city. Uh, That sounds like a story. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I do want one. I just, I just want to feel what it would be like to, to float in one. And it looks so calming. Uh, yeah. I'd feel really bad using it. So it's one of these things I'm trying to get better about on podcasts going, yeah, I want that. Yeah, I'd use that. And like, yes, I want that. And yes, I want to use that. But the thought of actually just climbing into it and starting to float around my neighborhood, I feel like a yeah. big jerk. Yeah, I agree with that. I think what, what you and I would need to do uh, is turn it from pram to nap pod. It's mm. just a, oh. a spot in our house where it's just you take nice naps. Like, yeah, I mean, that's getting kind of almost to like, you know, riding a train in an individual pod, right? That kind of yes. design of like mass transit with pods. You're like you just go in there and it's like you're floating around in your living room getting from point A to point B. <laughs> that's the part that's pretty appealing. You know what? You're thinking me laugh here because uh, I've only one time Mark Ellis and I went to a stand up gig and we we sprung for Delta One, which is beyond first class. It's absurd class. And you feel like you're in a pram. Now, I think, I, Joseph, I've experienced this because you, you, get, you get in blankets. You have your own TV. And by the way, there's like a 45-minute flight. No, actually, it was about four hours to D.C., if I remember. And I, and, and you, I just and, – and Ellis kept taking pictures because he'd been in this room. He's taking pictures of me. He's like, he's like, you're like a baby. You're like a kid. You're so excited to be in here. And I had the best sleep I've had in a long time. And I <laughs> ate a, a special egg break. Oh, my gosh. I think you're right. It, it was a plain – plane pram uh, a hovering pram yeah. a, a plane is kind of a hovering pram in its own way yeah <laughs> yes. it doesn't keep us away from the atrocities of the world though it does, so it does um if you had one where where would you go and, and what kind of stuff would you take in there with you if you if you could just have a an adult size grogu mm. pram and you're just like hey I, I gotta i gotta go down to hollywood from the valley i got some business down there but i'm gonna float my pram is that where you take it or would you take it somewhere else and, and what would you have in there i mean let me ask this question. Am I controlling the pram or is it on auto? It's on auto. I think you program okay. it and you got to trust right. it. <laughs> and great. You just got to try it off. Oh, this is why I don't want self-driving cars yet. Um, yeah. I um, Music. Definitely have some good music, some road music, some pram playlists to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't read. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be do that. Cause I like one, I do love driving and I love riding cars. Like I'm, I'm one of those, uh, folks. I, I, I drive to relax sometimes and just look at the scenery in the countryside. So, um, and yes, you can find that in LA if you drive far enough. So I think I want the pram to be a little open and I just, uh, I'd go for a little joy ride. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Um, I think realistically, if, if they were real, the way I would use it is um, I like going for long walks. Uh, and mm-hmm. my wife and I are really lucky to live within easy walking distance of Griffith Park. So we, we go into Griffith Park and we walk, walk and enjoy some nature. It's, it's here in Los Angeles. But mm-hmm. sometimes my wife wants to go for a much longer walk than I do. So if we could go for as long as we walk as we want with the pram lady next to me and then my wife's like, and I want to walk for two more miles. And I'd be like, cool i'm getting in my pram <laughs> <laughs> could she have the gauntlet with the button on it though so she can keep you safe or keep you close oh, i'd love to see she, sarah with that uh, 
my wife Sarah and her entire family have this incredibly strong urge to help and protect. So mm. she would want one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and she'd be, and she'd offer like, if you want to close up, if you got a night light in there, you got some reading materials, you got some cheese. <laughs> if you want to close up, you know, I'll make sure you don't get taken by a bear. Don't worry about it. Love it. That's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Talking about prams uh, helps you discover who in your life you trust. We made yeah. a discovery. So uh, moving on to our final rating. We always like to rate the wild and weird factor. Uh, we use the original Star Wars weirdo. Well, one of them, a favorite of ours, Lobot. So uh, we rate from a 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest. So out of 10 Lobot heads, Ken, uh, how many Lobot heads do you give Grogu's pram? It's so funny because we both talked about how this is just so normal and it, it's so practical and it's a, it's a baby pram in Star Wars. So that tends me, it tends to to maybe, you know, make me want to just rank it a little lower. But I, when you stop and think about it and how it was presented and what's, how does it controlled and where did it come from? I'm going like an eight. It is, it's a Star mm. Wars baby pram and it stands out and it's wild and it's wondrous and it's weird. and It's everything we love here. So I'm going eight Lobots. You know, we are in sync. I'm going eight as well. I think it has so many uh, weird and wild moments in the show and fun moments in the show. But what I really love about it is, yeah, you see it and you go like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Wait, I have 1,000 questions. (laughs) (laughs) You scratch the surface and you find the wild and weird of Grogu's Mm. hovering pram. So there you go. That's our ratings. Uh, Feel free to let us know uh, what number you would rate it at. Let us know your opinion as well if you're interested. Ken, where can people find us? Hey, it's real simple. We got uh, a place on Twitter called uh, at Force Center Pod. You go there and there's a link tree that links to everything you want to go to. Uh, our Patreon page actually links from there too. Uh, and our Instagram page got the link tree. So do all that. Find us everywhere. Search. Find us. We are there. Don't forget we are on YouTube as well. Follow me at Cadnapsock. Go to my website, cadnapsock.com. Uh, you, sir. Yeah, you can find me on all the social media. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And for all my other comedy adventures, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. But for now, Ken and I are going to float away in our prams. This has been Databank Dive. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.